listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show great to have you looking forward to having you back for more to my regular listeners you already know what i do get right into the point and just yesterday i'm recording this on october 14th 2023 and just yesterday i learned of the home going the the passing slash home going depending on how you look at death and how you look at people passing away the the Transition, I'll say the transition from a very, very well-known man in the area in which I grew up. I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, and a very, very well-known man in the youth football space. His name is Wayne The Voice Matthews. All right, Wayne The Voice Matthews, a guy that I never, I, you know, it's crazy because of how into youth sports I, I really am and how involved, not youth sports, but just youth, uh, not only youth sports, but youth football to be more specific, to be more specific, youth football, how into youth football I really am and how much it gave me an identity. And as I grew up, how much, how much youth football is responsible for my development as a man, my development as a professional, professional my skills, my life, my everything, everything, everything I have, everything I know, the knowledge and all the things that I've learned in life. You know, I credit youth football with a lot of it, with probably about 95 to 96, if, if not 100. A very good. I only reason I'm not saying 100 percent is because I know my mother and father and my sister played a strong role in in my development as a man. But youth football, trust me, was my life was my life growing up still is my life to this day in terms of what it teaches and how it teaches young kids and the way it, it, it has helped me do the job and do the work that I currently do. Youth football is responsible for a whole hell of a lot of it. All right. And I never actually had a, a I never actually had a friendship. I never ever got too close to Wayne, the voice Matthews, but you know, now that he's passed away, I've been reading a lot of the posts, a lot of the tribute posts, and a lot of people who did get close to him. And I know just seeing everything that he's about and kind of scrolling through social media and, and reading a lot of the stories and the things that people are now saying and how important he was. And and I got to tell you, it, it's important for me to come on here and speak on the value, you know, use his life as an example to speak on the value of having a voice. All right. It's important that you have a voice all right now with when it comes to Wayne when it comes to Wayne Wayne the voice well from from this point forward, I'll refer to him the, as the voice Wayne the voice because that's what he is on that's what he is on Facebook it's Wayne the voice Matthews when it comes to him I I had 
two. I had two conversations. I had two conversations with this guy. And if these these two conversations that may have lasted, uh, man, the, the conversations, the two conversations that I had with them may have lasted five minutes, may have, if that long. All right. And those two those two conversations were enough for me to learn at the business, learn the business and learn how things work when it comes to developing your voice, you know, building a solid youth football organization and and making it so you're serving the families, you're serving the families and, and figuring out the do's and don'ts and how to do this and how to do that and all that kind of stuff, right? So let me just get right into it. So this was, it was around, the two conversations I had with him was around, it was the fall, it was the fall, it started out in the summer. Started on the summer of to the spring, actually. No, let's go way back the spring because that's when the deal actually got done. So it was the spring of 2016, spring of 2016. And I was officially a named the scout. I was a named the scout for a company named Football University, FBU, FBU Team Maryland, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that year, that year, they actually won the the FBU tournament championship and the the company, the FBU company. It's a technically it's a camp company where we put on camps for high school, high school, middle school kids. It's, it's a football university. You know, just go look it up and check it out. I do believe that they're still around. Uh, they uh, the company in which the youth organization in which they worked very close with when we were in Maryland when it comes to the FBU team in Maryland. The youth organization that they worked really, really close with. I mean, they they named Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson, who's been on this show, Mike Anderson is the is the founder of the Grassroots Football League, and they named Mike Anderson the team director for FBU Team Maryland. All right, so let just to give you some clarity here, FBU. There's two. It's basically two separate entities, right? There's the company FBU, in which puts on a ton of camps. Every single year, you know, they put camps on in a lot of the major cities like Fort Lauderdale, like Atlanta. They put one on in Virginia. They put one on in North Carolina. They put on camps throughout the year. And also towards the fall, they they do a tournament, a huge tournament in Naples, Florida. All right. And they have, you know, FB, they have a team Maryland. They have a team Jacksonville. They have a team Atlanta. They have all sorts of teams, all sorts of all-star teams that come together and they all go and compete and they go to, it's, it's basically a middle school tournament for sixth, seventh and eighth graders. They go to Naples, Florida, they compete in the tournament and, you know, they, you know, see who's the best of the best, all that. So it's basically two separate entities. There's the FBU tournament and then there's the FBU camps. All right. So to build that FBU tournament, the thing that FBU needed to do is they have to appoint team directors for all for all of the the cities that they're going to or all the states in which they're going to be hosting teams right and FBU team Maryland at the time was hosted or the team director was a guy named Mike Anderson and Mike Anderson actually has been on this show like I mentioned he's been on this show title of this episode is grassroots and it's a incredible episode incredibly transparent and you know he I remember there were actually people at the time referring him referring to him as the governor of youth football out there, right? So that's how, when I started to work for FBU and that's how I got to know, you know, I was at the games and things like that and I got to know Mike Anderson a little bit. And, hold on, let me get that. I was at the games and I got to, 
to to meet kind of the uh, the grassroots crowd and all that kind of stuff, right? So anyway, the uh, the guy that they normally when I first started going to these gra- grassroots youth football games, the guy that they were had doing the announcement had doing the play by play announcements and the 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 commentator and all that kind of stuff was. Wayne the Boys Matthews, right? He was the one, you know, ball on the ground, ball on the ground, ball on the ground, <laughs> constantly at it, doing it, you know, just making the game exciting for for the fans and really doing a great job with the music and everyone kind of knew his voice and it just constantly entertaining people. There were, you know, there were parents coming up to him and, you know, shaking his hands. He had a relationship with the people that would regularly show up, all that kind of stuff. It was great to see. It was great to see the, kind of the community embrace him and you know what what he was about and what he was doing because he would never he, you know it wasn't like this is youth football right this isn't like this isn't a a professional game or a highly highly a highly a highly televised college game or anything like that you know the kids out there having fun playing ball you know their families are there watching them all that kind of stuff and and he catered to that crowd he did a pretty good job in you know keeping the crowd engaged in things of that nature right so there happened to be a situation and this was around the time again that I started working I started going to grassroots youth football games regularly there had a time in which he would no longer he was no longer doing the announcements he was no longer the commentator all right and the reason that he was no longer a commentator was because grassroots Mike Mike has actually had to make a business and again I'm not here to say whether this was the wrong or the right decision in my personal opinion I do believe that this was the right decision because of the reasoning that Mike Anderson gave and you know everything that you know college coach this you gotta understand this was a situation when it comes to grassroots that college coaches are now going directly to the youth program you know normally college coaches go through the high schools and figure out who they want but now you know, they were going directly to this grassroots, you know, grassroots youth football league and trying to find players for that they wanted to offer and that they wanted to work with, that they wanted to come to their university, that they were recruiting players from a youth football league, all right? So he was getting a lot of attention and a lot of press and a lot of praise when it comes to, you know, the college recruiting process. And this was a lot to handle for a youth football director, for someone that's directing a youth football league, right? So what happened was Mike made the, the business decision to cut a deal with S, a company named SEN Television. And SEN Television was going to, part of the deal now was SEN Television was going to do the announcements. They were going to film all the games and the rules now was that, you know, you couldn't have, obviously, you couldn't have the voice there anymore, building his own brand, building his own, you know, the digital marketing or not, the, I want to say digital market, but building his own announcement company and stuff like that. You couldn't have him there doing what he was doing. So they had to get rid of him. And then the parents of the, the parents of each one of the players, they were no longer allowed to film their own kids, all right, because they had to sign up to like something like it was like a monthly subscription that was going to be 29 bucks a month and everything was going to be filmed all the time. And, you know, highlight tapes were going to be made. So things were fair. You know, things just had to be fair because like you like I just mentioned, this was now a situation in which college coaches are recruiting kids from this grassroots youth football league. So they had to make it so everything was fair. If you want to highlight tape from these games, you got to sign up to SEN television. Like, like I said, it wasn't a 
crazy subscription number. It wasn't like a hundred dollars a month or anything like that. It was a quick 20, 20 bucks a month or whatever it was. And, you know, you get all your highlight tapes, you'll get everything, you know, and the, the film would be of quality, which is also very important when it comes to the recruiting process. And at the end of the day, he had to make that decision. And then no one's, I'm not on here knocking Mike Anderson for that decision. But anyway, it brings me to the first conversation that I had with Wayne, right? And I was talking to Wayne and he was just happened to be at a game at this point. He was just a spectator watching. And, you know, I'm, I'm noticing, I'm like, hey, whoa, what's... You know, wait, why you ain't doing the, uh, why you're not doing, why aren't you doing the announcements anymore? And the first word out of his mouth was politics, man, politics. <laughs> he said politics. And in that conversation, as we were talking, first of all, as we were talking, there was a, there was a parent, there was a parent that knew him from, from before that, you know, shook his hand, made sure to get contact information and exchange contact information and all that stuff. It was as soon as that happened. And then I realized, oh, man, this was somebody that was really into the game, into the business and 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 really about, you know, helping the parents get recruited to schools and all that. Or or at least putting the parents, giving them the the right guidelines on what they need to be doing to make it so their son is going to get recruited or get found by the right people, all that kind of stuff. And as I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him, I'm realizing there's a there's a real strong power when it comes to having a voice. And that's really what I want to discuss with you guys today. I really want to hammer that point home as we dis- as we talk today is that no matter where life takes you or what happens to you in life or what deals get done, it's your responsibility. It's up to you. I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you to develop a voice. When you develop a voice, when you develop a voice and you're out there trying to help people and you're constantly and constantly and constantly and constantly trying to help a particular demographic, a particular group of people, it's on you to continue and continue to grow your voice and make your voice louder and louder and louder because nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you. And me just saying that brings me to the second conversation. Now, the first conversation I had with uh, Wayne, I learned about this deal with SEN Television. Every, everything I told you about how you know the deal is now, that parents can't parents can't film their kids and you know might cut this deal with SCN television and you know all this they got new announcements and all that kind of stuff that's what I learned in that first conversation and in fact it, it actually did turn out to be a, a good deal when it comes to SCN television because that was the that was the start of Chad Ricardo Chad Ricardo who's blown up and doing some major major things in the broadcasting world now he was starting off. He was starting off back in 2016 as a broadcaster for SCN television. And you see what he's become now. He's obviously not the only one that was doing it, but he was clearly, clearly, clearly the best. Sorry, clearly the best at it. And even saying that, that's what I mean when it comes to your voice, your talent, and all that kind of stuff. You gotta build up your own thing. It was it was even during that time. Even during that time when Chad Ricardo, and I, I could vividly remember this, when Chad Ricardo was doing the broadcasting for SCN television, I would be, I would see him. And at that time I was going to different high school games literally every single week. I would see Chad Ricardo, you know, with his phone pulling out lies, shooting videos and, you know, putting them out there as the Ricardo report and all that kind of stuff. And these are the things that you have to do when it comes to building your business, building your brand and building the thing that you say you want to build. All right. You can't be running around talking about, you want to do some major things and not be willing to, again, at any time, 
pull out your phone, record a video, snap some, say something, and put it out there at any point in time. That's the world we live in right now. You got to be willing to do that. If something comes up where it's like you got to report on, you can't just let it go, it's when you're dialed in. It's called being dialed into what it is you're trying to be tomorrow. It's called being dialed in, dialed in. All right, and I challenge every last one of you guys to get like that because the man I'm discussing today on this episode, that's what he was all about. That's what he was 100% about, all right? So in that first conversation, he told me this was around the, I want to say was early, early fall, around early fall, late summer. You know, he was talking to me about this and we were having that conversation because I remember it was still hot outside. And he told me, look, there's a break. Yeah, because it was the summer. It was, I think it was a combine during the summer. And he was telling me, he goes, look, there's a brand new league coming this fall. There's a brand new league coming this fall. And I'm going to be doing the announcements there. And you better believe we're going to be competing with the grassroots football league. We're going to have you know, just the same amount of dogs, the same amount of players. And you're going to hear my voice. I ain't going – I'm not going. I'm just moving over leagues. And I'm going to try to build what I built. I'm going to try to build what I built here ever in that league. And it's going to be two kind of competing rival leagues. Now, again. We're talking about youth football. At the end of the day, it's youth football and youth football. The kids are going to go on. You know, some of the some of the greatest players out there don't even play youth football. Some of them don't even start till high school. You know, I know personally my nephew is playing two sports in one season now, so he couldn't be on a team. He couldn't be on a team like the Maryland Heat that traveled a lot. He had to stay local. It's not because he's not good enough to play for the Maryland Heat, but it's just that he, you know, again, had to stay local because he wanted to do more than one sport, which in all honesty at that age is better for you. I remember telling my sister that it's better for you to, you know, spend those years doing multiple things and making it so you're getting better and developing as a whole athlete. So that's where there's always that there's, there's always that tug of war as a parent on if I should, you know, really trust that my kid is going to get recruited from a youth football league or should I be spending my money on making him better, spending my money on putting him in him or her in multiple sports and all that. That's where you got to really test the relationships and figure out where you're at. So. It was in that conversation in which. I. I learned I learned of a brand new league and I, the the league is is completely it's, uh, it's I forgot the name I know grassroots youth, I know grassroots youth football league but the name of the new league I can't remember the name of the new league but I do remember going to games I do remember going to games for that new league because they were doing we we as FBU scouts we were doing some stuff with that league and we didn't you know we weren't confined to work with one league, you know, Mike Anderson was the grassroots youth football, you know, grassroots youth football guy. And he was the team director for FBU team Maryland. And, you know, I'm using air quotes when I say this, we were partnered, partnered with uh, Mike Anderson, partnered with the grassroots youth football league, but we weren't limited to, you know, Oh, if you're not playing in the grassroots youth football league, you can't, you know, participate and be a part of the FBU camps or be a part of FBU team and all that kind of stuff. That was the that was the issue, right? That's why actually they built up a new team in Maryland. They had Team Maryland, then they had Team Metro Maryland, then they had Team Virginia. So there's basically three teams in the DMV to avoid this old 
just because they're not in the grassroots youth football league or just because they're not under Mike Anderson, they can't be a part of the FBU team and all that kind of stuff. So there's a bunch of drama, a bunch of stuff that goes on when it comes to the politics of it that I won't, I won't bore you to death with, but just know, I do know, and you know, someone like a Wayne, the voice Matthews was hipping me to this game with, again, he hit me to all of this information with two conversations, two conversations that may have lasted for five minutes, all right? This is, again, the power of having the voice, having a voice, the power of developing your voice and being willing to shed some light and put young cats like, I was a young cat back then, and he was willing to put a young cat like me onto some game about, yo, if you want to get in this youth football business, this is what you got to know, this is what you got to do, you know, this is what you got to understand, the broadcast, and this and that. I mean, just incredible, incredible gems. And, you know, as I'm, as I'm continuing to read, a lot of the tributes about what he was about. I'm realizing, man, you know, this was someone I really could have, you know, I, I really wish I, I got to know. And I can't wait to, you know, hear stories and hear memories and, you know, listen to a lot of the people that have had had really strong relationships with them. So I can continue to learn and continue to learn, and continue to learn. Right. So anyway, I, I go to this brand new league. I go to a game, in this brand new league, and I'll close you guys out with this. I'll close you guys out with this story. But I go to this brand new league uh, game with, with this brand new league. And the first thing, the first thing I see, cause again, I didn't know that he was going to be doing the announcements. I know he had mentioned it in the first conversation, but I didn't realize, you know, I never actually made the connection because, you know, I was, man, I was coaching high school at that time. I was all over the place, man. <laughs> I was planning my move to Florida and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't, I couldn't remember that detail, but he uh, as soon as I get to the game, I see him. I'm like, "Oh man, what's up, man? You do you? What you jump ships?" And I mentioned Mike Anderson's name, and that you know that sent him off a trigger. That that sent that set him off when I mentioned. And it wasn't that I sent I mentioned Mike Anderson's name, but I mentioned grassroots and all that. And you know that that triggered him, and he started saying some things about, "Oh well, you know this is my league now. We gonna build this. I was the one that built the FBU team for grassroots and." You know, there was obviously a lot of things that he and Mike needed to discuss that needed to get hashed out. And I pray that they did actually get hashed out because it was so long ago. And at the end of the day, we're talking about youth football. So we got to we got to understand and give that perspective. We don't got time to be as grown men. We don't got time really to be going back and forth with each other and all that shit over some over some damn youth football. Right. <laughs> we, we really don't. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know it's personal. I know you want to see the best for your kids and I know it's a great game it's a great teaching tool but as grown men we don't need to be go taking it that far to where we ain't speaking to each other and all that kind of stuff you know that's 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 petty shit you know hopefully they did work out their issues I do understand the kind of the the animosity or the the tug of war the <clears throat> the anger between the two because you know there was a really it was really a great relationship that he had with the grassroots family right so Anyway, as I was, you know, here, here's what happened. And as I, like I said, I'll close you out with this conversation because I want to make sure I want to make sure I put this on record. I want to make sure I'm on the record saying this as we closed our conversation, you know, really what the conversation was him telling me how he, how his experience was with grassroots and how his experiences with this league and all that, you know, it was really him just venting. 
<laughs> it was really it was really him just venting, I guess, because he saw me wearing the FBU stuff and he was the first one that put the FBU team together when they were in grassroots, so he kinda lost it. And I, I go to pull out my phone, you know, to just to, you know, text or stay in touch with him or whatever. And he goes, Man, don't even worry about the phone. Man, just hit me on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook. I'm all over Facebook. I'll be around. You go hear from me and if you want, just message me and we go, we go, we go chop it up if you want to, right? And again, the reason I want to close you out by saying that is because these are the things that this is the world that we're currently living in. All right. This is the world that we're currently living in. When you're passionate about the work you're doing, you gotta be willing to go out. And I'm not saying you gotta be willing to put it on Facebook per se, per se, but you gotta be willing to shout it out to the world. You gotta be willing to do whatever it is needs to be done. For your entire for the entire world to hear your message because you believe in it that strong. All right. So whatever it is, the biggest lesson, the main thing, the main takeaway, main lesson that we can take away from Wayne, the voice Matthews and everything he was about is that when you believe in something, this is a lesson for you guys. Now, this is what we do on over here in the Move Swiftly podcast world. We present a problem, we, we present a situation, an issue, whatever you want to call it, and then we provide a solution. Here's the solution for you guys. All right. It's whatever it is you're trying to do, you got to be willing to put it out there for the entire world to hear. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's my, my new baby now, uh, Medium, or whether it's YouTube, whether it's these podcasts, whoever it is you're shouting out to, be willing to put it out for the world to see. That when you believe in that, when you have that type of mindset, when you have that type of mindset, major, major, major things start happening for you, number one. Number two, number two, the big thing now is you will be remembered. You will never be forgotten. Again, you will never be forgotten. And whatever it is you are willing to, to put out there is going to live forever. None of us, me, you, nobody that's listening to me right now, nobody that you meet today, nobody that you will meet tomorrow, nobody that you've met yesterday, nobody is going to be here forever, will be living forever. It's not going to happen. Putting it out there now. If you didn't know, you now you know. No one will be living forever. But you can create something that will. You can create a voice. You can create something that will allow your story and your message to live forever. So it's up to you to create whatever that is. Create it. Put it out there. Do Be as unapologetic as you possibly can about putting it out there and continue to believe in it and continue to believe in it because you just never know who your story is going to be affecting. I actually, I remember there was a, a speech a long time ago by uh, Tyler Perry. I want to say it was the Oscars in which he said, look, whenever, listen, there are people out here, dreamers, there's dreamers out here, whoever it is to dream and understand there's people's lives who are connected to your dreams. There's people's lives who are connected to your dreams. So continue to dream, continue to continue to believe in your product, believe in your business, believe in your service, because there are people's lives, lives who will be continue to be affected by it in a positive, positive way. All right. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Change? Shit. I guess change is good for any of us. Whatever it takes for any of y'all niggas to get up out the hood. Shit, I'm with you. I ain't mad at you. Got nothing but love for you. Do you think, boy? Yeah. 
All the homies that I ain't talked to in a while I'ma send this one out for y'all, know what I mean? Cause I ain't mad at ya Heard y'all tearing up shit out there Kicking up dust, giving a motherfuck <laughs> Yeah niggas Cause I ain't mad at ya Now we was once two niggas of the same kind Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line You was just a little smaller but you still rolled Got stressed a while A and hit the hood swole Remember when you had a Jerry Curl, didn't quite learn On the block with your Glock, trippin' off Sherm Collect calls to the tilt, saying how you changed You a Muslim now, no more dope game Heard you might be coming home, just got bail Wanna go to the mosque, wanna chase tail It seems I lost my little homie, he's a changed man Hit the pen and now no sinning is the game plan When I talk about money, all you see is the struggle When I tell you I'm living large, you tell me it's trouble Congratulations on the wedding I hope your wife knows she got a player for life And that's no bullshitting I know we grew apart, you probably don't remember I used to think for your sister, but never went a bender And I can see us after school, we bomb On the first motherfucker with the wrong shit on Now the whole shit's changed And we don't even kick it, got a big money scheme And you ain't even with it <laughs> Knew in my heart you was the same motherfucker bad Go toe to toe when it's time for growth, you got a promise back And I can't even trip Cause I'm just laughing at you You trying hard to maintain Then go ahead Cause I ain't mad at you Just laughing at you, you niggas just don't know. Uh, but I ain't mad at you. Uh, 